Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Shedcast, brought to you by Putting It Together. My name is Elaine McNichol, and I am your host for all of the Soho leg of Shedinburgh and for a few of the dates in Edinburgh, where me and Brian will be doing a bit of a, a double act. By a double act, I mean I will be doing some of the episodes and O'Brien will be doing the rest. Although a double act sounds way more exciting if you ask me. We are at the beginning of the second week. What on earth? It feels like we've just opened the festival with the Mark Thomas comedy product yesterday. Never mind, a whole week ago. Time flies when you're having fun, eh? We have had an amazing week of comedy theatre and spoken word and I don't know about you but I am ready for another week of live performance and after a year of no live performances it feels even more special and tonight we have Lemons 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 written by Sam Steiner and Lemons 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 follows a couple from meeting in a pet cemetery through to trying to keep communication alive after the government has passed a law where everyone is limited to only 140 words a day. It is an interesting concept and I enjoyed watching the reading here in the shed. The play was performed by Ewan Kitson and Beth Holmes, directed by Ed Franklin and written by Sam Steiner and I had the opportunity to speak to them all after they came off stage at Shedinburgh. It was really interesting talking to the team about how they met, the play and just having a bit of a laugh in the process. I'm especially looking forward to seeing the new and improved version with the horse. Can't lie. So if you are looking for tickets for any of our future Shedinburgh events, get yourself onto shedinburgh.com and don't miss any more. Once the these performances are being streamed on the day, and then that's that. There's no you can't you won't be able to see them again. So don't miss any more if you've missed any of the events that have been so far. Come and join us here at Shedinburgh. It is worth every every single penny. So now it's time for my guests of the day. It's Beth Holmes, Ewan Kitson, Ed Franklin and Sam Steiner. The whole Lemons, 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 Lemons team. And we are putting it together. Sam, you are the writer. Where, where did this come from? Tell well, us. Um, it came, like me and Ed, uh, when we all went to university together, and uh, and Ed had, uh, had told me basically when when I was leaving university that if uh, if I wrote a play that he'd direct it, and we'd get our friends to be in it. And, uh, <laughs> and so it basically came, it basically came from that. And I think we kind of both chatted about the idea beforehand, and then. Uh, wanted to do wanted to do something for these two and so it was it was very much kind of us going what do we have nothing so mm-hmm. we'll do a, uh you know play with no set or uh or props or anything uh for these two great actors that we know and love and so uh and it all kind of came out amazing so you all you you've been friends for a, a long time this this wasn't yeah. like an audition process or anything you were a team that was already together yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean the parts are totally written for for these two and to kind of um just yeah to kind of maximize what they do so well and you were all in uni together in the same year doing the same course 
Three of us are in the same year. I'm the baby. Yeah. You're Ed's. the baby. Ed's the baby. Tell us, tell us where you've come from, Ed. Ed's the director. Somehow. Ed the director yeah. is the baby. Somehow gets to tell us big kids what to do. Um, now I was in the year below yeah. these guys, and wormed his way in. Loved yeah. it. You just loved it. This trail was obsessed. Uh, I was a fan. Um, Super fan. Yes. But no, I think the first time the first time we worked together, all four of us, was that I directed all three of them, Sam included, <laughs> acting mm-hmm. uh, in a production of an Annie Baker play called Circle Mirror Transformation, which we did at Warwick when I was in my second year, and they were in their third year, and we just had a a great time working on on that play and. I think a lot of the sort of conversations about working with one another and wanting to work on new writing with one another came from that experience. Mm-hmm. And while Sam was in that play, he'd also written another play, which he directed himself very foolishly. Very foolishly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> silly old Sam. <laughs> Ed really stre- set me straight on that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like know your place Sam. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh. yeah and then I think the, the idea of then making something as a sort of as a quartet was sort of set from around then from about then wonderful and what about the idea for the the writing so obviously the, a very the the yeah the concept of the play uh, it was just something that we talked about really like it was just something that uh, that kind of came up wasn't it like I, when we were chatting? I mean, you say it just it came up, but it's a very <laughs> um, unique yeah. idea. Yeah, that's the way Sam's brain works. <laughs> okay, so it's trying you trying me trying to ask you to explain. So Sam, explain how your brain works. <laughs> for the... Yeah, we've, we've been wondering that for. If this is therapy, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a Thank licensed you. therapist. I take absolutely no responsibility. Well, Sam, you, you are paying for this. <laughs> This is an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose we were very conscious of Lemons existing in a tradition, in a quite contemporary tradition of of bearish stage two-handers, plays like Lungs by Duncan Macmillan and Nick Payne's play Constellations, which tend to use a sort of central conceit or metaphor to activate a central relationship and explore that, plumb the depths of that over the course of a sort of fringe length show, about Mm -hmm. an hour. And I suppose we were casting around for similar ideas, uh, metaphors, conceits, which could be dramatically interesting uh, and also thematically interesting and provide the sort of fuel for an hour of two people being on stage with nothing else talking to one another and playing off one another so in a big in a big way i think we've all always acknowledged that i mean it was a show that started while we were students or very recent graduates there was a lot of sort of homage and mimicry (laughs) in it in being inspired by shows that we had seen in the sort of year or two prior to that point and wanting to try and make something in that tradition in that mold um and then make it our own thing yeah 
well that's most art isn't it right yeah most art is just mimicking stuff that we have seen thank you <laughs> <laughs> you say thank you i feel that like that was loaded can you yeah. can you um sam, sam gets therapy <laughs> ed, ed gets educated <laughs> i think it's also important to say i think that we we um coming out of university we were just really aware that we wanted to take something to edinburgh we also had our eye on this, the National Student Drama Festival, and we we knew that we, resources-wise, we had nothing, but we wanted to make something that was of professional standard. And actually, the shows that Ed has mentioned there do an awful lot with very little, and I think we, we just knew our, our one way to produce something that we were really proud of, that didn't feel compromised by the fact that, you know, we would we had no money we were doing nothing yeah. you know, we had nothing was this kind of form uh, so I think that like the practicality came into play as well uh, which I think is again another way that art works yeah well it's important I think as well because then it's accessible to anyone isn't it as a piece of writing mm. if you don't need to you know wheel out a full blown ship or yeah you know, some sort of massive horse. I'm just thinking of a specific play. I would like to see the production with the massive horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just always on stage. Nobody knows why it's there. As it's soon not... as you said it, I was like, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I, I want that. So I actually seen, the first time I heard about this play was I seen a version of it in Manchester. I went to drama school in Manchester and it was on at the King's Arms in Manchester. Oh, and my right. friend... I'm from Manchester. Are you? Well, we both are. Yeah. Are you? Not just me. I'm a bit of an adopted mank, so I, t- I oh, say this great. all the time. It's like I'm obsessed. Um, yeah, so how do you... It was on at the King's Arms. It was a guy called Nick that I, was in my drama school that directed it. Did yeah. you know that was going on? I hope you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, what? no. What's his, what's his surname? <laughs> Sorry, what? Where does he live? What's his, yeah, what's his surname and full address? Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, Nick Anselin. <laughs> He's from Nottingham. Figures. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did know about that one. I, my mum went to see it, actually. Oh, my God, she Yeah, she did, yeah. And said it, because she, you know, lives around there. And, uh, and said it was great. Um, uh, so that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it gets done yeah. I think I think for a lot of the same reasons that we did it first, uh, it gets done quite a lot by, like, uh, you know, young am- am dram groups mm-hmm. or uh, I, drama school students, etc. because because it's cheap. And it's uh, and it, you know they get to properly like inhabit these two roles, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and it's also just kind of like eminently elevator pitchable, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's got such a kind of yeah simple concept, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, just an easy one to advertise. Very easy to flyer in Edinburgh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think it's a really generous piece of writing for mm-hmm. for two actors. There's a lot to do. It's an actor's play, um, and for a di- and for a director, I mean, for better or for worse, my route into it was to, to, to do nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it definitely gives itself over, I imagine, um, to much more conceptual productions. So I think that for everybody working on it as a play, I can totally see why you would want to cut your teeth on it or. Um, 
yeah, at, at any level, really, mm-hmm. because the, the, the options for people working on it are really considerable. Um, you have you t- did you two work together a lot as actors in drama school or wherever you went uni whatever it was. Uh, yeah, we did a bit, didn't we? We were in so we were in a couple of plays together. We did Circle Neuro Transformation, which Ed directed, and that's kind of where this this group kind of came from. Um, and we also did. Do you remember we did a version of Betrayal, mm-hmm. uh, which was I've also about yeah, that. which is also kind of which was quite fun. Really fun. Um, but then. That was it, really. That though. was it, yeah. And and we uh, we kind of it was very soon after university you did this, so it feels like it feels like one and the same thing. It feels mm-hmm. like an extension of that. And also, we just we just found I think we we've always had like I don't know we just we, we clicked really well I think in these roles and on stage <laughs> and we read each other quite well or we did you know when we were doing it in staged and in situ mm-hmm. um, there were many many times where because it's quite a uh, because there is nothing we don't go off stage or anything like that um, there were many times where things did go a little bit wrong <laughs> and uh, it was left to us to what <laughs> <laughs> it was left to us to try and try and sort it out which included you know a couple of like terrified looks across the stage and then you know, we'd we'd get ourselves. Were out some of these hole. any of these experiences at the fringe? Oh yeah. Um, no, Ed, no, I Ed, no, there was the one. Please the tell us. Was, please tell us about the worst thing that <laughs> happened to you at <laughs> the fringe. Let's get the good stuff. The one that stays in my head, which was in the fringe, was in the roundabout at the fringe, where a poor woman's mobile phone went off in the middle of a very oh, very God. quiet. <laughs> I mean, it's a quiet play, but a oh, very God. quiet scene. And um, bless her, she couldn't figure out how to stop it. Mm. Um, well, she answered it. She answered so, it. And then she accidentally put it on loudspeaker. Wow. So there was a person on the other end going, hello? Hello? And you like, we felt yeah. the entire audience like sigh. Like it was really, it was so, yeah. everyone was out of the play her, by that point. Her husband was sitting, I, I was taking the show at the time, and uh, her husband was sitting next to her and totally abandoned yeah like <laughs> yeah. Slid up totally like <laughs> literally all like said as much as possible with his body language i'm not with her i'm not with her <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who she is absolutely amazing what is the most important thing that you want the audience to take away from the piece that's a big one it's really funny because so we we first did the play uh pre you know Brexit was just a twinkle in everybody's eye, mm, and everyone went back in oh, the day. Yeah, but, yeah, and everyone went, oh, it's a play about austerity, and then Brexit happened, and everyone went, oh, it's a play about Brexit. Mm. And then mm. Trump got elected, and everyone went, it's a play about Trump. Mm. So it's been quite, I don't know. This is this is the first and you know only time we've done it since the you know since the world COVID, ended, yeah. and it's it's it. it I bet, you know, people who do tune in, I bet there'll be people who see and feel COVID resonances um, because I think it's a very uh, accommodating play of, of, like, contemporary politics. I think yes. it has a lot of room for us to be able to kind of pour whatever's going on now into the play and 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 it just kind of works. So I wouldn't say there's any one thing mm. that I'm going, oh, I hope people take this away. I just... No, I commend Sam for writing it, but also just go. I hope that people continue in the future to find that it 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 uh, makes space for the big kind of political stories of the day, which I I think it will do. Mm-hmm. I agree, I really agree, but I do also feel, in a way that 
I actually found really interesting watching it today, that in the political turmoil of the six years that we've been doing the play, off and on, Covid is the first thing that hasn't felt as clean a fit onto the sort of shock of a legislative action being undertaken which changes the way that people live mm. and actually I found that quite refreshing to watch it today and not go oh it's a Covid play mm. in the way that I had always felt oh now it's a Brexit play oh now it's an election play um, so whether this has anything to do with what an audience take from it I, I, I don't know but it was it was interesting to watch it today and to feel more than I have in a long time that it's primarily a play about a relationship mm. and to find it quite um, moving in a way that is distanced from uh, the headlines. Mm. I, I think that's quite um, I think that's quite new actually mm. for the life of for the life of this play. It did make me uh, uh, although Ed is right I, I, I do agree that it's not a neat fit with the pandemic, there are certain things that have probably happened in the last couple of years that have made me feel differently about the characters mm. and about their impulses. Um, there are there are certain uh, lines in the play, particularly that Oliver says, the character that I play, um, where he's talking about things being free um, and like what human rights we have. And I kind of, they were, for the first time, rather than in, in the old days, I'd go, yeah, I broadly think that politically Oliver's probably right. Now, for the first time, I'm kind of in my head going, no, but mate, it's not all about you. It's not all about, <laughs> it's not all about your liberty. What about everyone else? You know, so um, I think, uh, yeah, Eddie's, Eddie's very right. It's not a neat fit, but I do think, I think people will still have to And what do all of you feel about, is it, so it's, that's it, it's done for now, it's done, and then maybe in the future there could be a revival or it's time to move on? Never say never. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, it, I, I mean, I loved watching it today, and I loved watching uh, these these two do it again. Um, but I I feel like it really kind of personally like like I I've profited so much off his play, and I feel like I've just really got everything that it's I. It's a very rich man. We didn't see it. I didn't mean it in that way. But like, I you heard it here first. <laughs> I am so rich, you would not believe. <laughs> That is so not what I meant. There's but like gold, I gold in that fringe. What I was trying to say. You can see the fistful of fifties. This guy's <laughs> shaking at the mic. I'm doing. He's actually uh, just sitting here burning money. I'm actually money. doing this podcast from a uh, bathtub full of notes yeah, right. <laughs> with a horse. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just feel like I've I've got like I've gotten so much from this uh, out of this play, and I feel like I've just really kind of I've, I've done it. And uh, and it's been uh, and it's been amazing, and it was just so great to revisit it today. But uh, I'm okay with moving on for a little bit. Great. And a per- I mean, a perfect, a perfect, perfect context in which to come back to it. When I got the email through from Jessica, it was just there was a moment where I sort of went, "Oh, we haven't done it in four years. There's no lines. We can't do it." Um, and then actually very, very quickly speaking to everybody, it felt lovely and perfect to come together after the past 
16 months um, and to do something which is also about supporting you know a next generation of artists getting their work to the fringe that you know to get in the shed with the scripts have a go at it listen to it again magic just just delightful really special it's worth bearing in mind that every time there has been a lot of times where we've gone this is it this is the last lemons Mm -hmm. and here we are four years later so yeah, never say never. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you all so much Thank you. for Thank you. chatting to me. It's been great having the whole team in. Yeah. I had such a great time chatting to them all and I look forward to seeing what they have up their sleeve for the future. Coming up in the next few days, we have Everything is Absolutely Fine, a musical by the by House of Blakewell, and the Guilty Feminist podcast will be live from our shed. But before all that, tomorrow, we have Sexy Lamp by Katie Arnstein. So get yourself on to shedinburgh.com and buy your tickets, and don't miss any more of the festival, basically. So that's sheddenbra.com. You'll find all the information that you need on there, all of our up-and-coming performances and what you can expect from the rest of the Fringe. That's it for another episode of Shedcast, brought to you by Putting It Together. Bye-bye for now.